0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented and beautiful wife, Miss Southern Shell. I'm just laying it all out there today, Mm -hmm. Shell. It's Friday, made it through another week, and we're getting ready to... Practice for our upcoming World Foods Contest. That's pretty much what we got on tap this weekend. Yep. Did a, another uh, recipe this week that I thought was fantastic. I well, mean.
1: Well, I wanted to talk about last weekend at the casinos. We said we'd give an update. Heck yeah, we was hot. <laughs> I'm talking
0: about on Saturday. So, Let's just break down our casino weekend. Okay. We got out of here on Friday. You uploaded the podcast. Yeah. Got the audio version live on all the channels.
1: Got the dog taken care of. Got the kid taken care of.
0: And then we packed our bags, and we drove to Tunica, to Gold Strike Casino, um, which is only, what, half hour? It ain't even that far from our house. Yeah. But we had hotel reservations, and we were going to spend a day Saturday watching football and maybe placing a few bets and... Hanging out with some of our friends, and it was fantastic.
1: It was pretty fun.
0: I, I needed that weekend of, mm-hmm. of not thinking about anything other than sports and you.
1: Um,
0: I threw that in there to bring you up.
1: <laughs> You're working it hard today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for another weekend, casino <laughs> weekend. Next year. We do this once time a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually once a year in football season.
0: Hey, if, if we stay as hot as we was last weekend... We might have to go back <laughs> on the rig.
1: Well we we placed some bets Friday night and we watched the uh Braves game. Yeah. Which was that was fun.
0: Braves let me down, man. They're out. I know. They got but Friday night I won just, that bet. Yeah, I did I won on them Friday night too. So we placed I placed two bets. I went what, one for one uh one for two, I guess, on Friday night. I had Central Florida. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought they were gonna do a lot better than they did.
1: But. I think I just placed Braves, yeah, bet on Friday
0: night. And so we was up a little bit now. I we're only betting like 20 25 bucks, yeah, yeah, it ain't like, <laughs> it ain't like we're throwing a big money around. But then the next day, what we got up, well,
1: Friday night, we went to the you, did I take you to the steakhouse or did you take me to I the took steakhouse? You.
0: Fred, I the- Fred took, it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we went and had a nice dinner and yeah. just it was real, okay. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Mine was. Hmm. My lobster bisque was awesome. The lobster bisque, I, you was know, good. that's something I want to try to make. It's a lobster bisque. I'm going to get some lobster flown in or something. Where can you get some good? You can't get it around here to make it. Hey, we think. got
1: oysters fixing to show up in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, we they, can they they get I'll lobsters. <laughs>
0: hey, we can get lobster, but I want to make a lobster bisque. It's it's probably my favorite soup. They had a she crab soup, or mm-hmm. two of my favorites this and time of year. It. And it's cooling down. Well, Do you like that's, a good gum, hot gumbo's seafood. not a soup. Yeah, it's a stew. Okay.
1: You like
0: I'm, a good se- hot seafood dish, just lobster and sheet crab and soup. Yeah, I don't, I've never had it any other way. I don't know. Chowder, I can do a chowder.
1: I like clam, clam chowder. chowder. Yeah,
0: I yeah. said, so, yeah, maybe I do like hot seafood soup. <laughs> never thought of it that way. So, we went, I do. we went and did that. We didn't get steak. I mean, we can get steak. We get steak all the time. We yeah. both got fish. Uh, which, which one did you get? I think I got redfish. It was, yeah, it was
1: the of train sauce, and it was good. It's kind of like a crab
0: sauce that I yeah. did.
1: Yeah, it was a lot like that dish you did.
0: And I got the uh, sea bass. I kind of have a rule. If I see sea bass on a menu, I'm going to order it because it's usually really, really good. And the fish was really good, but they had like a, it was almost like a sweet sauce on it. And I wasn't a big fan of that. Everything else was great about my dish except for that sweet sauce.
1: I had three fried oysters on top that they weren't that good. But that, everything else about mine. There was some. July, there was
0: some August oysters. Yeah. He's really wanting some knockedovers. Yes. <laughs> I didn't try those, but I did. Uh, we did split uh, the cheesecake at, for dessert. We, I mean, we just had a. We went for it. Meal. We did. <laughs> Appetizers, the whole thing. You know, well, you know why not? Why not? When at the gold strike? You know, you got to live it up. Yeah. And then we went to We've bed. Eaten. We went to bed pretty early. Watched the rest of the football. You went to sleep. I watched the rest of that. Central Florida lose my 20 bucks, and then the next morning we got up, and that's when it got serious. <laughs> real serious we got we We ended up getting our sheets the night before, so we kind of planned we planned out our times, we had our you know yeah. our eleven o'clock games, and that's then what we two thirty we games. watched
1: the Braves game.
0: yeah two thirty games and then our night games, and we had it staged all day, and I placed I think sixteen bets Saturday. You know, all different different mm-hmm. kinds, all about $20, 25 bucks. And I went thirteen for sixteen. And you went like how many did you place? Thirteen we figured up? I or think so. and you did eleven for thirteen. So yeah. you had a little bit better than me. And so we thought, you know, we got this figured out. Shell's telling me, This betting stuff's easy. They tell you <laughs> who to bet on. You just decide if you want or not. And you just figure it out and and they it's pay easy. you. And you get to sit there and watch it all on TV, and and drink beer, and eat, you know, delicious food, and they bring it right to you. It was great. It was
1: more fun on Friday night because it wasn't as crowded. Yeah. you know, Saturday it was. It got pretty crowded in there. Which, it
0: did. Man, there's yeah. waiting. There was there was a wait all day to get tables, but we got there so early that morning we had <laughs> we had us a spot hemmed up all day. I mean, I don't know what they thought. It was fun, we, we stayed though. in there from probably nine o'clock night was it nine thirty nine thirty a.m game day was on i mean we yeah, watched game true. day and we didn't leave the sports book till 10 yeah i was done yeah was i was kinda... i was done and we did gamble some in the casino so we got down first we placed our bets and went to dinner and then we decided we were going to play some card uh card games and what was it we were playing three card poker or yeah. something like that and we, I mean, I never really played through. It's nothing to it really, but man, they took what two hundred fifty bucks <laughs> from us quick. Both of us, we sat down. And it's like, man, we're already no. You left with money. I did didn't. I? Did I break even? I don't think I so. Think
1: you left with. I got a it all back.
0: So I know at the end of the day, when we come out of there on Sunday, like we were ahead on Saturday, I counted up. I was like, man, I'm up like two hundred bucks. This is great. You know, I had a good day. You know, we bought drinks and had, you know, had some good. food and we had a fun time and I'm up 200 bucks, I'm going to place a few bets on Sunday. I lost every single bet (laughs) I placed when I was, we just went over to the little kiosk and bet before we got our car out of valet. I think I placed like five bets, lost them all.
1: What I did is any money that I had left over, like that I was in the good for, that's what I used for my Sunday bets, but I kept all the rest of my money. That's
0: what I did. So I come out dead even Yeah, I was and and I had a great time the whole weekend. I mean, the only thing I think we had to pay for was probably the hotel room. Yeah. That was the only thing we were down. And, man, that was it was a fun weekend.
1: I got one bet. I'm still riding. It was, what was a, the Cowboys. That's a the loss. Super Bowl. <laughs> that's a loss if
0: I've ever seen. You might have brought me. What was that? I hope it went more than, like, $10. It was 10 bucks. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Cowboys I'm holding on
1: to it see. until they're out.
0: What does it pay you? Is it say on ticket? It's
1: only, like, $120. you would think oh. it'd be more.
0: Yeah, it should have been. <laughs> 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 I could have put some 1000 one odds on that.
1: See, I thought about this when I was... Coming up with notes. I went with my head on Saturday. I looked at it very strategically. On Sunday, it was all heart.
0: (laughs) It was like the
1: Braves to win. Who
0: was your biggest? (laughs) What what was your biggest game you took on Saturday? You felt like, man, that was a smart pick.
1: Um, I picked Florida over Auburn.
0: Oh, I was was almost to pick them though, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but Auburn was favored. And I put, you know, the most money on that game. Oh, is that? Yeah. Really? Which, when I say the most money, I think it was like 35, 40 bucks or something, you know.
0: You felt good about that one, huh? Yeah.
1: And I took Texas Tech, and that was a lock.
0: Yeah. They come on. That was underdog, were not they? Mm-hmm. That was a good one.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, it was easy.
0: <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> you want to go back tomorrow? Not really. <laughs> so that's where they get you. They, they they wrote you in. They let you win a little. Now they know they got you, and they think you could come back and just next just, thing you know, you'll be a degenerate gambler down there watching those numbers fly across the thing.
1: See, I, I'm.
0: Betting on second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chance I'm gonna be Teasers.
1: a degenerate in a lot of things, but gambling is one of those things that I'm kinda like,
0: eh. Yeah. I could take or leave. I'm pretty much a degenerate eater. That, <laughs> yeah. Does that count? <laughs> I'm a degenerate in a lot of things, but gambling is not one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, well that was that was so that was our weekend, which was awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, And then we came right back and filmed a Monterey chicken recipe.
0: Yeah, Monterey chicken. I mean, I know everybody's seen Monterey chicken. Yeah, how'd you um, come up
1: with that idea? <laughs> you <it's>, didn't. <laughs> I, did, I didn't. That, that's not
0: my recipe. It's my take on it. Yeah. I don't know who, I mean, who originally created Monterey, cheesy bacon barbecue chicken, mm-hmm. I mean, Um. I think like Outback has a style of it. Chili's has a style. It's on menus all the time. There's a lot of different. Somebody said
1: Houston's has one called Chicken and Friends.
0: I like that. Chicken and Friends, the bacon and the the cheese is their friend. I
1: guess
0: I like that. But yeah, that's so. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, Chicken breast with seasoning, however you want. Boneless skinless. Yeah, boneless skinless. I used uh, the Grande Gringo. And it was really, really good on yeah. the chicken like that. It kind of had that Mexican flair. It tasted like good, a really good fajita chicken. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you glaze it before it's done with the barbecue sauce. And instead of getting my grill all saucy, I just put it in a little cast iron flat skillet and then let that sauce kind of pull up and glaze and, and then topped it with bacon and topped it with two different kinds of cheese, a Monterey Jack cheese. That's kind of where you get Monterey yeah. chicken, I guess. And then um, let that melt, cheddar. and yeah, it was sharp cheddar and Monterey mm-hmm. Jack. And then at the very end, just garnished it with green onion. You could have, you know, use whatever you like on that. There's all kinds oh, of yeah. things that would make it good. You Man,
1: can, I thought that the one that chilies had some type of onions and peppers in the mix somewhere. I've
0: seen, I've seen people do pico, like yeah. you know, I a really good pico or, or fresh salsa kind of thing. Yeah, um,
1: you could throw mushrooms in there.
0: Fajita style would be good. Say if you took peppers and onions and mushrooms or whatever, mm-hmm. and incorporated that into it. I thought that would be a really good uh, accompaniment to go with it. You know, because you could—it's already on that iron skillet. If you yeah. serve some, served it on top of some fajita vegetables. Um, I've seen it served with rice. Uh, mashed potato, a good mashed potato. I think when I, I don't know when I would get it from Chili's back in the day, I'd always get the mashed potatoes and the corn cob. Mm-hmm. I think and that's the, what it the, came the, with. the Monterey chicken. It was, was it called Monterey chicken there? I don't remember. I don't remember what they called it, but it's been so long. Something it was like the, the only thing
1: on the Chili's menu that I really like. You
0: yeah. didn't like the baby back ribs? <laughs> <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> <laughs> they had those, right? Chili's baby back ribs. Yeah, they did. I wonder what. That I went for the margaritas like. and the Monterey chicken. Yeah, whatever they call it, I don't know. Now you know what they had really good back in the day was chicken strips. They had these big old giant chicken like strips, fried chicken honey mustard. Strip. Yeah, they were good. Oh, it was just that. bar food. Yeah, yeah. We just hung out at the bar. Um, when Chili's came to town, that was a big thing. This was back, you know. I was, I don't know, probably twenty one, twenty two. Spent Twenty years, yeah, <laughs> It was a big thing. You got a Chili's. So up to then, all we had was a Applebee's, so we got some competition in town. <laughs> had another, <laughs> you know, that was before all the Mexican restaurant. When did over. Charlie's come in? <laughs> it was about that same time. Yeah. Well, that whole little complex there in South Haven was all built pretty much about the same time. They had they brought like an Outback, Chili's. We had an influx of all these chain restaurants, and mm-hmm. it's still like that to this day. Oh yeah. I think they're all still in operation. I guess, yeah, Chili's and El Charlie's are still open up there. I mean, that place is booming. I mean, yeah, you don't want to go in there because of traffic.
1: And the food is not
0: that good. (laughs) When's the
1: last time you've had a – we haven't been to a restaurant like that in a while. a
0: long time. If I go to one of those, it's usually like Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that.
1: Um, Texas Roadhouse has a decent steak. Or used to. It's been a while since we've been there.
0: Man, I used to. That's what I used to put other restaurant steaks up against. You had to at least beat Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> that was the one thing they had going for them was yeah. a decent steak and rolls with butter. Yep.
1: <laughs> and the big boot of beer.
0: Oh, hey, you'd be surprised how many steaks I've had at restaurants that can't beat Texas Roadhouse steak. If you can't beat that, you shouldn't even be a steakhouse. Yes, I agree. It's kind of like the sea. You know, it's average. <laughs> yeah. How oh. If I'm going to pay,
1: I've had some decent.
0: If I'm gonna pay, well, my my deal is if I'm gonna pay thirty to forty bucks for a steak at a steakhouse, it better be better than a twenty dollar steak at Texas Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's not. You know,
1: what do you think it is?
0: Probably, I don't know quality of the meat or they're trying to yeah trying to cut costs some kind of way. Um,
1: so you use boneless, skinless. Boneless, skinless breasts.
0: Yeah. You, you know, and you said this. I bet you they'd be good with thighs. You could do chicken thighs that way.
1: I'd like to try it with thighs.
0: I would do. You know, there'd be like mini versions of them, or you could kind of pile them up and do them that way. I think it would be good. And make a really good like chicken, barbecue chicken sandwich yeah. done like that with the bacon and the cheese well, over Fred it and serve it. Use. I'd do it on like a, a like a, almost like a po' boy roll, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Not a bun, but. It'd be really good like you could put two or three thighs on there on a long one and make a monterey chicken poboy or something like that.
1: That sounds good. I, bet, I thought I it that. It'd be really good. <laughs> it was so what was the total cook time on this? It was a fast cook.
0: Less than an hour total. Yeah. I mean. And there's no real prep. No, just cook the bacon. But you yeah. can cook the bacon, the bacon will cook if you start it when you put the chicken on the grill or, you know, when you light your coals, you just kind of go cook your bacon inside chop up the green onions and that was it yeah i mean we sure we grated now i do suggest grading your own cheese because it seems like when i buy the bag stuff it doesn't want to melt as good if you saw the, that cheese over the chicken it really melted down and kind of combined the jack and the sharp cheddar well they coat that
1: pre-shredded cheese with like starch yeah. yeah so it doesn't stick together right
0: and so it doesn't melt as well yeah you can use the pre-shredded stuff but I, as easy as it is, to, just, I just got the small blocks of sharp cheddar and jack and run them over a box grater. And, mm-hmm.
1: and, it, uh, it doesn't take long at all. No. I prefer my own cheese. Pimento and cheese is not the same. If you don't, grate your own. Don't know why. It's just Have you ever, completely not the same.
0: Like You use cheddar when you make pimento cheese most of the time. When, uh, you ever use jack? Is that, When you do that white pimento cheese, is it white cheddar? Or yeah, is it it's jack? a
1: sharp white cheddar, Vermont. Yeah. White cheddar.
0: I bet you some jack in there would be good with it.
1: Maybe like a Mexican take on a pimento and cheese.
0: That'd be pretty good.
1: Maybe throw some green chilies in there with it.
0: Spice it up. I like jalapenos mm-hmm. in it anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that white the kind that we buy was it palmetto has the spicy jalapeno. That's mm-hmm. really good for store bought stuff.
1: Well, the white pimento cheese I do has the jalapenos in it. Yeah. It's a white jalapeno pimento cheese.
0: You know, an, another thing I thought of, like if you had the time and you really wanted to get some more flavor into those boneless, skinless breasts, you could brine them or marinate them for a little while. That'd be really good, too. I didn't do it for the video because the premise was more of it's a a quick, you know, something you could do when you come in from work or something like that. Yeah. But if you wanted to, you know, that morning, you could you could make you up a brine real quick or marinate and get those chicken breasts in it in the refrigerator and then pull them out, season them, and, and roll with it. That would be really good.
1: You didn't need it. It was so juicy.
0: Yeah, it had I mean, I'm not a
1: big fan of breast. I mean, I'd rather have a thigh because it's got more flavor, more juice to it. But those are really good. I
0: think and what help what, what really helps those is a lot of people dry chicken out when they put it on a griller smoker. Cause they're thinking, Oh, we're gonna put cook it down at two fifty or two seventy five. You really need to bump those temps up and let it cook faster. It's still gonna get some of the smoke flavor from it, but it cooks the outside without drying out the inside. So it all kind of cooks a little bit more even and mm-hmm. faster. And I think, you know, 45 minutes is a great time for boneless skinless chicken breast like yeah. that. I mean, you got to think if you cooked them in the oven, I mean, you do this sometimes. You'll just season chicken breast up, throw them in the oven on what, 350, 375 for 45 minutes. No,
1: you closer, I usually do 400.
0: Oh, do you? So yeah, you 375, 400, yeah. But you still use like a probe and watch them. Yeah, I do. I think it just cooks better chicken. Yeah. My chicken got better once I figured out to cook it at higher temps. I mean, it goes for turkey. It goes for any kind of poultry, really.
1: Yeah. This recipe, you could leave work, go to the grocery store, come home, and have it ready for dinner.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, no problem. no
1: prep, no anything.
0: Make some vegetables to go with it, mm-hmm. maybe some potatoes or rice, and you got a fine meal. And, and man, even kids like it. I mean, the barbecue sauce, and, I mean, chicken, the cheese. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's something that everybody likes.
1: Yeah, it was a home run. It was delicious. Yeah. It was so good.
0: <laughs> and you know, it wouldn't be like if it would be keto friendly if you if you substitute some kind of barbecue
1: sauce is with the only sugar thing. free yeah. barbecue
0: sauce or come with something else there. Kind and of, it would be kind of
1: keto.
0: Yeah, kinda of keto. <laughs> if you use
1: you, I mean, you can uh, have cheese
0: and bacon on keto, so yeah. And the seasoning has no sugar in it. Yeah. The only thing that the only thing you're getting is from the barbecue sauce. And if you had, you know, if you got one that's keto approved, go for that. Or I mean, I wouldn't be scared to just do chicken, bacon, cheese, and yeah. see how that Skip turned out. Yeah, see how that turned out.
1: I don't know that barbecue sauce really. It makes it. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, you, you did it on the video, or, or I left a little clip in. You got a bite of the chicken and kind of ran it back through all <laughs> oh, the, the goodness.
0: <laughs> Man, that tasted so good. It's just a dip in, great dipping sauce for it.
1: And you were kind of worried about the um, everything sticking to the pan or having problems sticking to that lodge. And I don't know if it's because we have that pan so well-seasoned, but it just slid right off. It was no cleanup whatsoever. Yeah, you just wiped it out pretty mm-hmm. much, didn't you? Yeah.
0: Hit it with some warm water, threw it back in the in the oven for a little bit and got it warm and yeah. it was ready to go. I was I was thinking, man, because I'd never done that on the grill. I'd done it like in a casserole dish in the mm-hmm. oven. But, I mean, I was like, man, it's probably going to ruin the iron skillet that's what I told you. But it didn't, surprisingly.
1: Um, Sheila on Facebook. Said it was too much toppings and seasonings.
0: Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <No>, plain-ass Sheila. <laughs> that tickled me. You can leave some toppings off and just have chicken breast.
1: That just tickled me. Too much
0: <laughs> toppings and seasonings.
1: So Sheila disappeared. Plain
0: Sheila don't like the toppings.
1: <laughs> it wasn't over-seasoned. I don't understand why people are afraid of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the title of our cookbook. Just flavor. Flavor. Oh, we're not afraid of it. <laughs> I'm not.
0: Hey, salt Salt rules.
1: Um. So what would you do differently?
0: You know, you could just probably play around with some of the toppings you put on it. I mean, that's pretty standard for me. Bacon, cheese, and chicken, and barbecue sauce. But if I really wanted to, you know, make it. Something special, I'd probably, you know, add some different vegetables to it, like the mushrooms Mm -hmm. and the mushrooms would be great on it, but the peppers and onions would be good. You could spice it up more, add jalapenos. Jalapenos would be good. You could use, you know, like we said, use the thighs instead of the breast if you want. Really, really flavorful.
1: You could go any direction. You could really get creative. Use different cheeses, different sauces. I get
0: into you could use jack che- uh pepper jack cheese to get some spice that way i mean it was, it was good it was good monterey yeah. chicken
1: um so try the, that
0: one i mean anybody can try that one yeah
1: <laughs> you could do it in the oven
0: yeah you could do you don't have to do it on the grill yeah in fact um what was it you were looking at and it was some kind of Chicken and casserole you saw, and I said, man, you could turn that Monterey chicken into a casserole, real easy by using like the the little what do they call those the breast tenderloin tenderloins yeah you know you could season those up, get them in there, cook them over rice or something like a don't pick, use like a yeah. don't pick chicken or something like that, and then put your barbecue sauce over and cheese towards the end, and man, that'd be good. Top it with some like Doritos or something. <laughs> Like a crunchy <laughs> topping on top, all of a sudden you got Monterey chicken casserole.
1: My um, grandmother used to make a, a taco casserole topped with Doritos. <laughs> Crunched up Doritos? Yeah. I don't know what I remember comes. thinking it was so good when I was a kid. And then I had it in as an adult, and I was like, is it as good as I remember? Is it like
0: taco in a bag kind yeah, of like yeah. kids eat now? Like yeah. crunch up chips and put the taco meat and stuff in there? It was pretty much
1: just taco yeah. meat and...
0: Chips. Yeah. Cheese. Yep. Nothing See, I was that.
1: thinking egg noodles. But you turned your nose up at egg noodles,
0: yeah. I'm not really, they belong in like chicken noodle soup to me. Rice makes the casserole, that's how I've my mom always did it. Mm-hmm. I'm a casserole junkie, man. You know, me, <laughs> I asked how many I don't know how many casserole dishes I asked for for when we got <laughs> married, but we had a stack of Pyrex, <laughs>
1: we had a tiny little kitchen, no There's place like to put a it.
0: Dozen casserole dishes, she was <laughs> so like, You really like casserole, don't you? <laughs> love them, love them. Who don't like a good casserole, especially this time when it starts getting fall and winter? Man, then you got to take them to people whenever you take some food. Take them a casserole.
1: That's right. I need to make somebody a casserole. The problem is casseroles are never Weight Watchers approved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find me a Weight Watchers approved casserole.
0: I'm sure there's some out there. I have to ask Ms. or Emily. keto
1: or you know something. Okay, so this they're week...
0: They're pretty much just carb fillers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're just full of carbs and chicken noodle soup or cream of
0: chicken. Cream of chicken, yeah. yeah. Cream of mushroom. Yeah, cream I'm of like.
1: mushroom. So this week, I thought we'd talk about recipes, how to build your own recipe. Okay. Because I feel like you were an expert on how to build a recipe. I don't
0: know about an expert, but I've done several. I think,
1: <laughs> I, and I think that's what it comes
0: down to do it, you know, build more and more of them. I'm not saying mine are right. By any means, they're not, you know, tested by professionals. This is I'm cooking for the people. (laughs) This is how I cook, and I think that's how my buddies cook, and so that's kind of the way I go about making my recipes.
1: But I can get in the kitchen and cook and taste and season and do this, but when I sit down and try to write a recipe, it it doesn't, I'm not good at that. You can sit down and write a recipe really easily. You're very good at it.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: I want to find your secrets.
0: Well, I really don't. I mean, it's really not a secret to it. The way I do it, I just take my ingredients. I always start with ingredients first. Whatever the main ingredient is, is what I list. And then I build down from that what I'm going to do to those ingredients. And, you know, before I ever get to the procedures, uh, you know, if I'm oh, starting, yeah. say, say, we'll take that chicken breast uh, recipe. I knew the chicken breast was going to be first, that was the main thing. And then I was going to need the barbecue sauce, the cheese, the bacon. And then we just And
1: that one was an easier recipe to And bring. that
0: was a real easy because there's not very many components. Yeah. Um I always list what I'm seasoning it with. And I don't usually when I'm doing a recipe, I don't get caught up in, oh, you gotta have the exact amount of rub that I'm putting on those chicken breasts like the Grande Gringo. I just said, hey, you need about a quarter cup of it. Yeah. That's gonna be plenty. It's and, and all my recipes are like that. The 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 taste, the the seasoning part of them is kind of subjective unless you're baking or something like that, where you got to have precise measurements. When, when I'm doing just like a regular recipe, the salt, the pepper, these other ingredients, they're they're kind of just suggestions and let you adjust them to your taste. I mean, if it's herbs and things like that, I usually kind of stick to it or cayenne pepper or something that's going to blow something out. But still you could take those and, and go more or less if you like it spicy or whatnot. So So that's kind of how I start with the ingredient side of it. And then I start thinking about, okay, how am I going to put this together? Like my my map or whatever. And that's what the procedures are. So it usually starts with fire up your grill, you know, season the meat, whatever you got to do to that. Then you got to think about, okay, we're going to put it on. And then what are we going to do to it while it's on? And And I just, yeah, visualize it in my head and just walk it through the steps. And that's what builds out. The whole the whole recipe, and it's really there's really nothing to it. When you sit down and think about it, in simple terms, you can't get too too complex or too wordy in the recipe. That doesn't really work. <clears throat> if you think about all the recipes or cookbooks you've seen, most of them are you know they're to the point, and that makes it I think to where anybody can cook them. And you got to be able to cook this stuff and test it. You can't just sit down and write a recipe for something and expect it to work. And so that's why we always cook what we're putting out. To, to see how this how it you know how it turns out if i need to adjust something and sometimes that's what you know when we when i'm cooking some stuff i'll go back and i may have started with you know oh i needed a half a cup of brown sugar in this recipe to make this glaze i say like, well it really needed more sweet so i'll adjust that and i'll go back and correct it before i ever get to my finalized version of it yeah and so there is testing. there is some testing tune trial and error on it It's not all precise. Like you can't sit down. I don't sit down and say, oh, I know this is going to need a quarter cup of this. I just start with something that's in my head that thinks going to work. And then after I cook it a few times, I kind of adjust it. And that's what gets me to that final recipe.
1: But there's been several times I've seen you say, okay, we need a half cup of this, this, this. And you work it out and it's perfect.
0: Well, I, I guess that comes from just doing it so many times.
1: But kind how do you of knowing
0: know in your head. Some <laughs> oh, badass cook. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer for that. I mean, how to, I to me it just comes natural. Okay. I mean it really does. It's like I, I mean, I just think of how stuff goes together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mostly mostly it's just like building a rub or a sauce or anything. Yeah. You need this you need the the sweet component, the savory component, your spicy component. Um, you know, predominantly, this is how people taste stuff, and this is how you know I taste stuff, and that's how I want it to come through in these dishes. So, um, if I'm going spicy, you know that a little bit goes a long way, so it doesn't take as much. And you've got these ratios, kind of that that work with stuff, whether it's a rub, a sauce, or whatever, gravy, soup, stew, doesn't matter. They all kind of. Do you have some go, type
1: of formula in your head, like
0: no, no, for it's every
1: like, one sweet, I need two savory, or you know, any balancing like that.
0: No, no, not really. not really. I mean, I just kind of go with what feels right to start.
1: But when I'm building a recipe, I don't know if it's going to need a teaspoon of salt or a tablespoon of salt. I have to taste, you know, before I get, before
0: yeah. I can. Well, I mean, and that's the personal taste too. That's what it comes down to. You can't say, I mean, now there might be something that's but so you, flat I feel that like I say you know. What I would start before with. Before we
1: even go, you already know yeah. whether you need a tablespoon or About
0: a Well, I, th- I mean, I think it really just comes from, cooking so much, reading so many recipes and yeah. seeing how people put stuff together. I mean, a lot of, most of it's been done. Yeah. Most of the stuff that we're doing, there's not, I mean, it's so hard to come up with something that's brand new that's never been done because, I mean, you know, cooking goes, I mean, think of the French, the Italian, all these recipes and,
1: oh, and yeah. stuff that people have been building on for, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> since, I mean, since books and stuff, I mean, yeah. people have been putting recipes in them. And so it's a lot cook of this books
1: are the number one telling book. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot of this stuff. So it's, uh, um, it, and I've been, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, my granny having cookbooks and my mom and
1: oh, yeah. we would
0: look through them. They were always in the kitchen cooking. So they, you know, I'd always help them. And that's how, kind of how I learned hanging out with my family. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of the style of cooking I do. It's more family cooking for, you know, for, for, the for home, for the people. <laughs> I need to get. We to ain't this. cooking for chefs. We're cooking for the people. <laughs> yeah. I need uh, to get you
1: a shirt that says uh, "Cooking for the, for the people. people."
0: That's right. For the people. It is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a trained chef. I never claimed to be. I'm not saying my recipes are 100 percent right. They work. They're delicious. They're delicious. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, that's all that matters yeah. to me. Can you cook? Can you make yeah. delicious food? Yeah, yeah. I don't care how many Michelin stars you have. I don't care. You know how fancy of a culinary school did you go to?
0: Right. Can you, well, you make
1: delicious food?
0: Can it t- does it taste good? Yeah. Well, you know, the, I mean, I guess some, something I would tell, tell somebody when they start out and they're thinking about wanting to create the recipe for something you're cooking, you just got to start writing it down. You got to get in the habit of everything you do, you yeah, write that down. That is something and get, and, we've learned. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care if it's something I'm just throwing together. I've got to make notes of it because if I think I got it in my head – It'll be gone in the next, oh, yeah. you know, in a few hours. And so I usually keep running in my. I don't even. I mean, it's not that I use a pen and paper. I've got a little note section on my phone. I just pop it open, put the, t- you know, what I'm cooking up top, and then start listing my ingredients. I can always go back and do the steps and simplify the steps. And that's probably what probably takes more time because I'm. I always want to get too wordy with it and put too much stuff in there. And it's so easy to do. Where I found myself, I feel just right. It's not like you're trying to. Use incomplete sentences or whatever. I don't say... I mean, this is my style, but I just, you know, to the point.
1: Yeah, try to get to the
0: If I'm, point. you know, boiling water I don't this, want to read a bunch of... Yeah, filler. Yeah. You just want to get to the... Do I need to turn the stove on? What it need to be on? <laughs> what, what's going in it? You know, where's the grill at? Yeah. When are we doing this? When are we wrapping? Or whatever it is, you just need to be to the point. But you want to hit all those steps. You don't want to skip anything because a lot of... You never know if it's... I mean, it's all crucial mm-hmm. to get to turn out how you want, so...
1: And there's been a few people that will say, um, I need to know where the sugar, the sugar's in your ingredients list, but it's not in the steps, you know. So there's always sometimes that we miss something. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm sure I make errors all the time. Yeah. I try to go back and read them and go back and read them. The way mine works, I've got to where, when I come up with an idea that, that we're going to cook, I usually try to test it and make sure it's good. And I've got the recipe already worked out. Yeah, usually. So I usually don't have to create the recipe too much. That's that's where I built my cooking, you know, my shopping list off of, and I kind of got the idea. The only thing that I really have to sit down and write is kind of the description of what's, you know, going on. I usually don't write out the steps of the procedures. I do those on Thursday. Is it usually? Thursday morning. We usually try to film on Monday or Tuesday, and then you spend time editing, and then we have to get have it ready to go for Thursday. So I'm usually spending Thursday morning taking that ingredients list, Getting the procedures and then writing you a good description the of what post. I did. And the descriptions where I get wordy. If you read any of my descriptions, well, I mean, you have
1: two different things to me. You have a recipe, and then you have a story. Or yeah, we kinda, call it a blog post, but yeah,
0: and that's kind of what it is. It's it's more of what I did and why I did it. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's, this is it's not necessarily. It. I don't put my exact quantities and stuff in there. You can see the recipe below for all that. Yeah. If I say use the sauce that we made, the whole sauce recipe will always be towards the end or something. But that's just what that's about. It's yeah. it's kind of the, the wordy part. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to be wordy in, in the recipe part.
1: When you said um, I've learned to write my recipes down, it reminded me of the the first year at Memphis and May we entered vinegar sauce. You made an awesome vinegar sauce and it was like, Number three or four. I mean, yeah. it was up there. And I was like, did you write this recipe down? You said, I got it. I got it. I got yeah. it. And you didn't write it down. It took me years to
0: figure out how to remake
1: it. <laughs> it took us years.
0: <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> yeah. And I got that first place win with yeah, it. Yeah, you did. And I got it wrote down. <laughs> it's in a vault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so always write them down. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: I've made that mistake so many times.
0: And, and it's so easy it to to jot it down real fast in a note.
1: I know. By I the mean, time you're done cooking and eating, and you forgot it. You
0: forgot it, yeah. or what you did, and especially if you go to tweaking it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found it easier to do on my phone because if I'm tweaking these recipes, it's easier to go in there and just erase something real fast, put the new measurement or whatever, because there was a point where I had this notebook going, and it'd be like, okay, we got one tablespoon here, plus a half, plus another quarter. And, and <laughs> what, it's all these. You
1: don't know what's going and on.
0: By the end, I'm <laughs> doing math, trying to figure out what quantities I've done used. and That just don't. That don't fly. It's easier to change it on that phone.
1: And we'll, when you're cooking, you'll sometimes say, Jot this down, you know? Yeah. And I'll,
0: all the time. Yeah.
1: Write it down for you. And you'll do it for me, too. i say, Hey, write this down. Even if you're in your chair in the living room, I'll holler.
0: And I, let me keep yeah. it going. I mean, I always go title what we're doing because, because I, I ended up with a bunch of notes that just didn't make any sense. <laughs> it was just Seriously. quantities and ingredients. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is this? And so I, I had to start we, making sure I had the headline right, yeah. at least what it was. Before, I mean, is this the of cheese or is it tacos <laughs> soup? I don't know. <laughs> what what shell had going on this day? <laughs> I know she told me to jot this down.
1: Yeah, that's about how my mind is, anyways. A little yeah. cluttered. So, um, when you're building a recipe, are you thinking about balance?
0: Yeah, yeah, because you you want everything to come together. I mean. Overall, it's about wanting it to taste good, so you have to keep all the you know the ingredients in balance to do that, and the stuff you're using. Um, and really, it, it depends on like how predominantly. Say if you if you're cooking something that you want something to shine, like say we're doing the the chipotle mm-hmm. stuff, and I want you know I don't use a lot because a little goes a long way, but I want it to be predominant. So I've got to figure out how to adjust the right amount of those flavors yeah. to get it to come out. If I'm calling something that, yeah. And Too that's, much
1: Chipotle can ruin a recipe.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. Because it's, it, it's so strong. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you even look at some of the recipes I've done with it, it's minuscule amounts, but the flavor's really, really p- prominent in it. Mm-hmm. So so you have to think about how those balance out and what you could do. You couldn't just say, oh, I'm going to put a quarter cup of that in there because it's, uh, you know, I'm Because
1: ca-. <laughs> it's going to be Chipotle. Yeah, you, that's
0: yeah it sure would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, so that recipe, you used brown sugar in it. And I was like, you're going to use brown sugar on beef. But I, I've learned to just ride the wave. You know? Yeah. Were well, you talking don't, about the one I got coming up? The, no, the flanking ribs. Oh, yeah. It. You did like a brown sugar chipotle flanking rib.
0: And, but that was for balance. Oh, I needed no. the caramel. How you, did
1: you know that that would work?
0: Because I'd done it before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just. I, That's I my just question. Knew. Yeah. It was, it was like you needed, I needed the sweetness to go with it. And, it's, and it also, that's that's part of that style of, of You just have the ribs. experience, Yeah, beef with flanking yeah. ribs. They're like, them in that Korean style. Yeah. It's got that sweetie, you if know. they weren't
1: Korean, they were Southwestern-y.
0: Yeah, but it was still oh, kind would. of a take on that a little bit, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, a little bit. Because I mean, normally I wouldn't even go sweet on beef. I know. But. Uh, It works with those They were delicious Yeah
1: They were awesome
0: I mean, if you think about A lot of the rubs and stuff we use Has brown sugar in it anyway So it really goes
1: That's what my um, I'm usually amazed at Like how do How do you take something That doesn't necessarily go together And and know how much To put And it turns out amazing
0: Trial and error Trial and error experience I've had some of them not be good (laughs) 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 That does not work (laughs)
1: But that happens rare. It's very As rare. You, the
0: more you cook, the more experience you gain. The less, the less likely, less likely it is to happen. When yeah. you first just start throwing stuff, you know, at things. Yeah, or, we've had some. We go in with a game plan. You gotta have a game plan with what you're doing. I mean, it's not. It's not like I'm starting from scratch every time. I've got some kind of idea in my head or something that I've done before that I'm gonna see if it'll work with this. You know, it's not it's not going in blind. So it's not like I'm just make, making up mad scientist stuff. Yeah, these are all flavors that that work together typically. Yeah. And if you see the stuff I cook with, it's not crazy ingredients. I'm not getting it out of the box. I'm just putting combinations of things together that really go well. Yeah, and and most of it's stuff you already have in your house. So that's you know that I mean, just about everybody's got those basic elements in their pantry or whatever spice cabinet.
1: And one thing you do really well is you say, well, this worked in this recipe, so it's probably going to work in a different way. Like, you relate um, mm-hmm. things really well.
0: I think that comes with part of it. Like, more experience you do, the better you get at that.
1: So do you think you lean um, towards less ingredients now than you used to? Because it seems like your ingredients list is, have gotten shorter for things like marinades and, you know.
0: Yeah, I th- I can see that, but just... Sauces and glazes and... trying. Things. It's really trying to keep it more on the simple, and I think of it like kind of... I mean, it kind of goes back to my comp barbecue stuff that you can only taste so many flavors. These judges, when they're judging our food, they can only taste so much. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's over the top, but if you keep it simple to a way... It seems like you're going to taste the meat or whatever you're cooking more. You're going to, The flavors are going to come out. They're going to be predominant. You're not trying to just all this clash goes together. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of fluid, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: And, I always and, call it the mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what, and to me, that's what's the best. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, I've just gotten, I don't Washer. know. I, yeah, maybe, maybe more experience, the more you do it. Because I know what you're talking about. There used to be times where I'd have a list of, what, I don't know, 20, 25 (laughs) things in the recipe. And would be like, who's going to go out and get all this stuff, you know, to cook this? So I started trying to think like I was cooking it, you know, just just for the house or something like that. And the food got better. And I was like, wow, you know, it don't have to have all that. You don't have to be so flamboyant with it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine if you like that. If you like to have all these ingredients and special stuff, man, go for it. I used to think the more complicated a recipe
1: was, the better the dish was going to be, but I've that's learned not that true. that's not yeah, that true.
0: Yeah, heck no, I don't think so. I mean, some of the, I mean, think of a good brisket we cook is just salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it don't have to be complicated to be good food. You just have to have some good techniques, and, and you know, that's note. usually what it comes I mean, down. It really to. Really does, yeah.
1: So how many hours a week do you think you, how many hours a week do you spend thinking about a recipe or recipes in general or just food, <laughs> <laughs> not, eating, food. not eating, not eating
0: it? Um, like food creation? Yes. I would, mean, it's, it's a lot. It really is yeah. because I've always.
1: You almost trained your mind to think.
0: Yeah, about and that. I do. And When I see stuff, I'm inspired by it. When I pick up a book or a magazine, I'm inspired by it. So, I mean, it's, it's my life mm-hmm. and that's what I do is is try to come up with ideas, and it's so hard, like I remember back when we first started like we didn't we didn't always keep a running list of ideas, and I didn't always think like that. It was a lot of times it was like, okay, this week I got to do something. what are we going to do? We'd sit down and we'd try to brainstorm and come up with something and do it Sometimes well, it was like pulling teeth so I got in the habit of always trying to get ideas and I do it here on the podcast and you know, I'll come up with something mm-hmm. and, and after this podcast, I'll go say, well, that's a pretty good idea. I made
1: Add it to the list. It,
0: yeah. So I've kind of got in the habit of always thinking about what, what can I do different or yeah. what can I do that I hadn't done or what can I do that I've seen that, that I think I could do better. Somebody else did or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's a big part of, of my, you know, life, daily life. I yeah. Mean, I'm always trying to – There, there. I don't think there's a day goes by where I don't try to come up with something or, or you know, think of a way to improve a recipe or – Or see or, something and get yeah, inspired.
1: Or, yep, yep. Um, one thing that we, we do all the time is everything we get in the mail, like it might be the little Kroger – Coupons. Kroger, Kroger sends out a monthly thing with some recipe ideas in it. We look through that. Heck they yeah. have some decent recipes. In I've there. got
0: some good ones in there. Yeah,
1: and it might not be a recipe you're going to copy, but it might spur – an idea
0: for How to do something you know, yeah. better than Kroger did. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. they try we, we to keep the it honey, simple.
1: Yeah, we look at the Honeyback ham catalog. Yeah. The, oh, I'm going to steal of one of theirs. Honeyback
0: turkey breast. I've never done that. <laughs> you don't think I'm going to do that? Heck yeah. It's, I know how good the ham was. Uh, what are we calling it? Not Honeyback ham? No, or Honey Smoked Ham. Honey Smoked Ham. Yeah, we're going to do a Honey Smoked turkey breast. Yeah. They had them, they've always had them in there. I've just never done one. That's like, well... Yeah, that's a good recipe right there. Yeah, it is. I want to try it. I mean, I've never done it, so I got to practice that one before. But but there's it's gonna be just like the ham. You just put it on there, and cook it, and torch it at the end. We'll see how that goes.
1: Are all the recipes you're always working on and thinking on? Are they all grilling and smoking recipes?
0: No, because I do. I like to cook other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't get in the habit of uh, share. I I don't. I mean, the stuff I cook inside, like. We don't really write those down. I mean you do some of your stuff, mm-hmm. but
1: well, we're trying to work for me book. when I'm
0: cooking, I'm just those are just for fun and something that you know, if it
1: did you write your gumbo? But like the right gumbo, I
0: didn't write that down. Yeah, I mean, have. I should have, but I mean I've got that. I know how to make that. Yeah. It's something uh chili. It's I mean it's not like I'm making the chili that I did outside on the grill. I just Throwing some stuff and made a hot dog sauce the other night where we <laughs> yeah. did chili dogs and, and so yeah that those kind of stuff I don't I don't I don't get in the uh, I'm not in the habit of recording that stuff I probably should I mean, yeah. you could use it for something but
1: a lot of times it's really simple it's usually one protein two veg yeah is what we've yeah. been trying to do lately trying to keep it healthy during the week
0: try to at least at least four or five nights mm-hmm. right um one thing that
1: I you don't do great about is um, keeping it kind of a continuous style. Like sometimes you'll put tablespoons and have it all spilled out. And sometimes it'll be <laughs> TBSP or, you know, I think that's,
0: that's just how I roll. <laughs> how my mind thinks. You know, when important. you're doing it, the
1: style is not important.
0: When you're doing now, there's certain ways when you're doing a cookbook, you're mm-hmm. supposed to write this certain way and they're going to edit it and make sure all your stuff's format. I don't know if, if ours is going to be like that. <laughs> I wanted to be. This is how we did it. If you come I mean, to my house and happen to f- stumble across my notebook of what I had in there, this is what you'd find. You know, I mean, called, you got to have a format and a style and all that. But I don't get caught up if I said TBS one time and I said tablespoon the next, mm-hmm. as long as it's. You know, I mean,
1: the recipe book. You know, when you get a a recipe box that's been handed down, and you've got these handwritten recipes from your family. They're all They're all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's notes written on the back. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> Smudge marks. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: chocolates got on them. Man. Yeah. You know, I always thought that was cool when you used to have some of those framed, mm-hmm. where you made some stuff to hang in the kitchen. It was like recipes from our moms and grandmothers and stuff. I
1: still have all those. Yeah.
0: Those are really cool.
1: I do. I think so too. Because I mean, those are nobody. Hand-
0: nobody really hand writes recipes anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you think who? Who writes recipes on index cards? I mean, you don't see it. No, Very much anymore, I mean, we share recipes, but it's through everybody gets them online yeah. on their iPads or phones or yeah, whatever, like could mean people still buy cookbooks, but nobody's handwriting this stuff anymore. My mom sat down, I told her I wanted to get her recipes, and so she's been recording everything she could. I, I gave her a list of like all the stuff I could remember she cooked mm-hmm. and I actually think about putting this together in a book i'd love I'd love to do it sooner than later, but it's just a big undertaking. Yeah, like, th- th- that's my goal to could, ma- make uh, my mom's cookbook for, her, because it was all my favorite stuff she did. Yeah, and she's got like a full, you know, three subject notebook that she sat down and hand wrote all this stuff. I hope I can read it.
1: <laughs> How would we t- take that and turn it?
0: I don't know. I mean, you got the recipes. You'd have to figure out a way to turn it, transcribe it, there's, it there's, yeah, print it. There's ways it could be done.
1: You got me thinking. I was just thinking that'd make a great Christmas present for her.
0: Yeah. Heck, I want it. That's why I well, had her I do it. Get a <laughs> couple of them made, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: Not like for sale.
0: I think everybody would want my mom's recipes. They're good. <laughs> I mean, i may be biased. The recipes
1: that made Malcolm Reed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite mama's recipes. <laughs> my mama's recipes. She
1: can cook. She can Your flat cook. Yeah.
0: yeah. I put it. hey, if, if I need to do RD on something to figure it out, that's mm-hmm. who I call. Cause I put her to work on something, and she will cook it until she can make it better. Yeah. that's her thing. It's you're not only on. that she's going to make it that way; she's going to make it better than they made it. <laughs> she's done it several times for, <laughs> for stuff. You know, she just—I don't know. She's got that. You say, is that? Obsessive compulsive, or what is it when you're um, focused in on something like no, that? No, but
1: she—I wouldn't call it obsessive compulsive. But she does get focused in on it,
0: and yeah, and, and until she, she conquers it. it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's on to the next thing, whatever. Yeah.
1: Right now, out. I got her on sausage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's she's perfected my sausage recipes, and she's—I don't know how many pounds of sausage she's made. <laughs>
1: We're gonna start giving that away. You can get a Post Malone shirt and, <laughs> and a back sausage.
0: sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've taken her—I don't know eight butts. She's ground up and made it, and she's got them all numbered. And then I'll go get—I'll pick some up and we'll try them. And about there with the spicy and a spicy in a country style
1: mm-hmm. to make your own sausage. Yeah.
0: Oh man, it tastes as good as any country sausage I've mm-hmm. I remember from a kid. I mean, it's
1: better than anything you get at the store. Yeah, and you know, it's if you you can either you know grind your own pork or you could just buy ground pork. Yeah, they and sell mix it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. That's that was, and that's in fact. Now my mom's got it tweaked. That's when I got to go back and get it and start cooking and getting the ratio right because she's she's already. I mean, she she's, she's d- d- done a lot of it. But mm-hmm. Got to fine tune it just a little bit, and it'll be ready to roll.
1: We're gonna have to put her on the
0: payroll. payroll. <laughs> uh, I gotta find something that. Well, you know, I've got her cornbread and biscuit recipes. Yeah. That um, uh, that I want us to get to working on too. That's on deck.
1: So, do you have flavors that you like to pair?
0: Uh, I mean, I got a ton of flavors <laughs> I like <laughs> flavors to pair, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all it's. I mean, you, you you have to have balance. You know what I mean? You got to have a sweet, savory, a uh, little bit of spice. I mean, you got to have the saltiness to balance it all out. But thing, I think that's what really works with my style, you know.
1: Do you have anything you gravitate towards, like maybe an Asian flavors, Mexican flavors? A
0: favorite kind of? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's more Southern. That's what style I do. I mean, we, of course we do the barbecue thing. But, um, I mean, I I love all kinds of cuisine. That's why yeah. I make, I mean. Asian foods, I like Mexican food's probably my favorite. I mean, I, I really do. That's, you got
1: some good tacos. We've, we've, yeah,
0: we've got, and we've got five Mexican restaurants in our town. <laughs> in a small little town, and so it's a big part of what we. When we go out, that's where we go to Mexican. Maybe it's the tequila I like. I don't know. But then you know, I love Italian food, love mm-hmm. Jamaican Caribbean food. I mean, you can tell I hate food. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have one that I gravitate to. No, yeah. I mix, so it, like up. I mix to, it up. Yeah. I mix it up. I, I, I'm all over the board when it comes to that. I try to, and, I, and it just it's curious. It, I guess my curiosity like has me, me want, yeah, wanting to wanting to try all different kinds of stuff and not be boring. Mm-hmm. But I hate that. That's one thing I don't like has been stuck in that same rut. And we did that with some of those, like we, you said, we've been trying to eat healthier, so we got on some of those. Bot, we've tried some of those different. Box things like what was it, HelloFresh? So, a yeah,
1: meal subscription. Yeah,
0: and I forget which other one, but all of them taste about the same. They're all you know that one kind of way. I mean, they give you the ingredients and the recipes on how to do it, but I always found myself, man, we could take this and tweak it and make it better. And so we just but it stopped didn't keep it
1: interesting. Them.
0: Yeah, but it's all like the same note. Everything. Well, is what was the it's
1: last like, one we did that was the SunBox. Yeah, it was supposed to be the healthiest of all of
0: them. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. You might as well just be eating grass. <laughs> I think tough. they just ship you that sometime. We're going to go ahead there and pick these dandelions and send you this, and so we're going to give you four ounces of grass-fed, you know, something animal that doesn't have any flavor at all. I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta go back to some making our own stuff, and it's harder. I mean, it is hard, even for us when we stay so busy. Um it's I mean, just you gotta plan. Yeah. So what we you try to do is like shell takes a night, I take a night, shell takes a night and we just rotate mm-hmm. and we and we stay on track to try to, to try to eat it kinda on the healthier side. Like if I do something, I try to pair it with some vegetables that aren't bad. Yeah. Try to stay away from the starch and breads. Yeah. Especially through the week.
1: Yeah. Try to keep it um you know, broccoli. Yeah. Sweet potatoes.
0: But you use flavors and stuff that make it taste good. And that's what you know,
1: pork. Chicken. Fish. <laughs> just list you just ingredients. Name it off stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and my stuff's usually out of the box and yeah. very good. And shells is just straightforward. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you mad?
1: No, not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're creative in other ways. <laughs> no, you you're you can flat cook. I ain't gonna take that from you.
1: Yeah, I do. It's hard.
0: It is hard.
1: Well, when I try new stuff, sometimes it doesn't turn out.
0: That happens to all of us.
1: What did I do the other night that it was the spaghetti squash?
0: Yeah, that was pretty good, though. It was okay. What did we serve that with?
1: It was like a carbonata.
0: Carbon, yeah. Carbonara.
1: Yeah, but it was made with spaghetti squash. It was okay. Yeah. It was real earthy. That was pretty good. Um. So do you go through phases? Like... You went through a phase with brisket where it was real competition-y. And now you're going through a phase with brisket where you like that Texas style. And
0: I don't realize I do, but I probably do, you know. And the I've just been on that quest to make that perfect offset cooker brisket Texas style that's my personal favorite. And so that's how I kind of got on it. I mean, contest brisket, I didn't. I didn't really cook a bunch of those to eat. We just cooked them because we were cooking them for contests. Yeah, yeah, you were trying to win. Yeah, yeah,
1: trying to conquer the,
0: that. The, the the and you did Texas style or offset brisket with the heavy you know salt and pepper bark.
1: Do you feel like you made phenomenal.
0: that? I'm still. Have I made it as good as as what I've had in Texas? No, I've gotten close.
1: That last one you did was pretty. Yeah, close.
0: but I still haven't got it completely down and i and and i don't think it's the it's not the way that i'm cooking it or taking attempts i'm taking it to or the brisket itself it has to do with the way they're able to hold it for the way they hold it in those alto shelves that's what that's the conclusion me and some of the other people i know that are working on has come to that it has to something has to happen for them to get that that contest you know or or that perfect. The, the perfect Texas brisket they're serving at those restaurants where folks are lining up. Yeah, know. I, I mean, checked that, on the
1: prices of alto Shams
0: they're not cheap. Oh, uh, you can get one for you know a couple grand, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like a little I mean, one? No, yeah, I mean, I think twenty five hundred bucks or something oh, like that. Right. They're not too bad.
1: Do you plug them in?
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't. Know, I don't know if they wire into like two twenty or what kind yeah. of power they might. They might not have. I have no idea. But are they as tall as you? It's refrigerator size. So okay. I mean, they got different ones. They got some half ones. They got some, you know, regular refrigerator size height ones. I guess you would say those are nearly six foot or five-something.
1: Is there an Alto Sham in my future?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 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 I got to get that perfect brisket. You
1: got to at least rule it out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to take those. With those things, you can hold them and control the humidity in it. And I think that's what's really Making that brisket better. So a cooler, I can hold it in Canberra or hold it in a dry cooler, but it's still not the same as being able to control that temp the way you can in those.
1: So when you're controlling the humidity, do you want a lot of humidity or no I know. humidity?
0: I don't. I got nobody's told me that. Yeah, that's something I got to play with and see. Imagine it's just some. I don't so imagine it's dry. So you know?
1: there is an outdoor tube
0: future. I hadn't ordered one. Not in order. I've got a lot of other stuff I've got to order before I just. <laughs> Get me an to share to practice brisket with. <laughs> where, what else am I use it for? Yeah, I, mean, I need first. It? I need a commercial kitchen set up. So that's next on my list.
1: So, what's your advice to someone looking to build their own recipes?
0: Just to get started, and to, to first to start get get used to writing your ingredients down, the amounts and quantities that you're using, and working through the procedures, and keeping them simple, but to the you know to precisely to the points you're trying to do. There's no uh, right or wrong way to, to to do it. I mean, you just want to start. You can always fine tune it and figure out you know how it goes as far as the orders and of ingredients and and you know you just want to list them list heck, list them from the greatest to smallest as you're going the main ingredients to the top. And I mean, we're not you know nobody's grading you on this. This is for your personal yeah. thing. But when you start creating recipes, you just want to get in the habit of keeping track of them, what you're doing. You know that way you got a reference to go back to.
1: Even if you're using someone else's recipe,
0: yeah. Even if you're going, yeah, get the habit of it. And I mean, you what, make
1: tweaks to it. I do that a lot. Yeah.
0: So, and a lot of people do that. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll take all right, take my stuff, any of my recipes, and tweak it to your own, but make sure you write it down, because I don't know how many times comp guys will go, well, I mean, I made this this mm-hmm. time, and I don't remember what I did, mm-hmm. one with it, and I wish I would have knew what I put in that glaze or sauce or injection or whatever. I mean, get in the habit of recording that stuff, and it'll help. It'll make you a better cook. Yeah. I agree. And doing it. Getting out there and doing it.
1: <laughs> and the more you do it, the more you build recipes, the easier they Yeah, get
0: yeah. At, you know? Heck yeah. Then it comes second nature. Everything you're thinking of is like that. in Some kind of order.
1: And then you're thinking about food all the time.
0: You're thinking about food all the time. <laughs> you're overweight, fat and happy though. And then you're talking about, needing to go on a diet and eat healthy.
1: <laughs> it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. That's
0: right. It's a lifestyle.
1: So we have... um Five dozen oysters about to hit.
0: Yeah, we got to do some. Okay, so we that's that's what we got on tap this weekend. I've got World Foods competition coming up next week. Mm -hmm. I'm in the seafood category, so we've got the challenge is you've got to do two entries in the first round. One of them is a structured build, and one of them is kind of chef's choice, your own personal creation. This is the very first round, and I think you have an hour and 50 minutes or something like that. It's not quite two hours to do them. And they tell you, like, the oyster, The oyster um, it has to be char-grilled, southwestern-style oysters. That's your structured build of you, some sort. You've got to you've create freedom to create, create, create southwestern-style char-grilled oysters, yeah. and they're due first. And then you have about 40, 50 minutes after that to turn in your second structured uh, chef's choice. And we're going to do something I'm not going to tell everybody what I'm doing because I don't want anybody to copy it yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> But we're working through
1: it. We're working
0: through it. Yeah. We've got those recipes. We've sat down. I had, to, I had to submit the recipes. They make you submit them before because that's kind of how you're judged at this world Execution food thing. Yeah. The- and it's executing according to the recipe you submitted. So you can't totally do something different or not have an ingredient in there. Everything has to be prevalent that you say is going to be there. And that's what makes the world food uh competition. Yeah, so
1: everybody else has already submitted their recipes as well. Yeah, so, so it don't matter, does yeah. it?
0: I guess they have. They had to. I yeah. guess they can but so we're gonna work on that. We're gonna do our work on our Southwestern Chargrilled with oysters. Means I'm gonna be shucking oysters this afternoon. I'm looking forward to some oysters. Heck yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. And then we're gonna then we're gonna do our Chef's Choice recipe. And then we have to work on if we make it to the top ten, you have to cook uh, another round and that can be Anything you want, seafood in my category, but it has to incorporate um, caviar. Caviar, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. I'm just gonna top something. Is
1: it good caviar or bad caviar? I don't
0: know because you know I'm not a caviar. I'm not gonna taste it. I don't do I don't caviar. Like caviar. You're gonna be the official taster of that
1: one. But I've had some bad stuff too, you know. Yeah, fishy. Coffee. I don't I hate yeah, that. I've had some stuff that's ooh
0: good. Really? I, yeah. I have had some that's good, but you got to have plenty of cream cheese and a <laughs> nice little thing to eat it on where you just don't know you're eating it. Or even on sushi. Yeah. I can do some caviar or on sushi. I got the sauce. and.
1: We had you know, an amuse bouche at Emeralds in <clears throat> New Orleans one one time. Was
0: caviar part of it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. It was beluga. Did I, th- I think that's what we have. I think that's what we're using. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's what it is. Does that come from beluga whales? I don't know. They kill them. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Things like uh, too friendly.
1: Is Beluga thing? Did I just make that up?
0: I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who. I do not look. It tells on there on World Foods what kind of who the sponsors are. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. They've got people sponsored up. Like yeah. the oysters is a specific oyster that comes from. Oh, it's a. Sp- <clears throat> I think it's coming from Texas, like some Texas Gulf oysters or something. Okay. Um, I think I don't know for sure. but I think that's what it was. I, I should have read all that up. You could probably pull it up, but
1: we're getting Gulf oysters from Louisiana.
0: Yeah. I imagine they'll be close. We're just I'm just needing to get the technique and the flavors down. Yeah. With the recipe. So that's what we're working on. And then we've got um, Chef Jason from uh Matt's Buddy from me at Meat Church. He's he's from he lives over there and he's gonna come help us out in the kitchen. And uh so what, be what's his the that that, that giant, giant chef on yeah. Instagram, you all check him out. It's gonna be me, Jason and you. Yep. Just three of us. We mm-hmm. might pull Emily if we need to for some plating or something. Yeah, because you have to tag in and tag out at World Foods. You can only but have. you can have three people. You have in the three people, and one person kind of waiting on deck. You know, somebody wants to tag out. Like so, I don't know if we'll need her. We might get her to come help us plate or do something. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we'll see. But um, that's what's coming up. We'll do a podcast next week before we head out to World Foods. Um, and we also have a recipe. <laughs> We actually shot it this week. Yeah, so it'll come out next week. What was it, Jack Sirloin? In Jack honor of the Jack Daniels. Sirloin.
0: Jack Daniels coming up. Trying to do um, a special guest, but it's going to be like our first try to attempt at a call in. <laughs> Are we still going to try that? Uh, we need to. I mean,
1: I don't know. I haven't gotten an official word on that, but okay. we're working on
0: it. And hopefully, they'll be from Jack Daniels. So, <laughs> but we're going to try. And that's hey, everybody going to the Jack coming up. Everybody going to yeah, World we'll Foods will. You know, come by and say hi. I wish everybody luck. And same thing for the Jack Daniels the following week. Is that what it is? The following week?
1: It's the weekend before Halloween.
0: Yeah. Be the, the last weekend.
1: Week. I think that's the last weekend in October, isn't it? It is. Oh, we have an anniversary coming up. We do? I forgot about that. All right.
0: What are we doing for that? Casino you know, not again? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it. Takes years off your life.
1: We'll uh, figure it out.
0: All right. Well, where can everybody find us, Shell?
1: If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's at how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you like if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And we appreciate y'all hanging out with us this week and we'll be back next week. Do it again.